thanks, Chuck. And thanks, Jeff. I love the no fear thing. And I know exactly what you mean. You're afraid, but you're not really afraid. Sometimes it's so awesome, you're not even a little afraid. And those rare moments are awesome. But usually you're a little afraid. But as you said, you're a little afraid, but you're going to do it anyway. And Steve, thanks for the words about, man, we are, I, I don't know about y'all. I don't trust me as far as I can throw me. I'm, I'm light. I'm 150 pounds, man. You can throw me a long way. But without God's help, without people's help, I, I, will, I will fail. I remember there was a kind of a B movie. It was called The, the Edge. And at the end of the movie, the, the hero is asked, was that the biggest test you had in life? And he said, we're all tested in life, but never in the way that we want to be. And I thought, no, no, wait a minute, man, I've been tested. And then I thought, no, 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 climbing mountains, being in combat, that's not a test, dude. That's a validation. You like that stuff. You're not guaranteed to win, but you're going to do your best. But the real test of my life in the areas of weakness, and that's the test, I have failed every one of them unless God, my wife, or my friends have intervened. That's it. That's the truth. And that doesn't really, you know, kind of appear in all our books about ourselves unless God tells us to, and then you got to put it in there. But without God's help, without other people's help, I know the real test, I will fail. Mm. So I, I think about, I thought about Sadhu Sundar Singh, who was an Indian mystic and found Jesus back in the 30s, 1930s. And he said he had this dream. He was drowning in this lake and he couldn't get out and he's going to die and he couldn't swim. And all of a sudden he saw Muhammad who gave him great advice and calm down, you know, do this, try harder. And Buddha shows up and gives him, you know, be calm. We care about you. All the leaders of the major world religions were around this lake and they cared about him and they gave him good advice and he really wanted to follow it, but he could not. But only one person came into the lake and grabbed him. And that was Jesus. And that's who we're following, this supernatural savior that saves us from sin, from all sorts of things. And that's the only kind of God we want to follow because all the rest are good ideas. But man, I got good ideas. You guys got good ideas. But they're not enough when you're in trouble from your sin or someone else's sin or just by being human. So a couple things I wanted to share, and Lord Jesus, help me share only what you want. And may it be a blessing and useful in your name. And Lord, while I'm praying, Please forgive us of our sins. Help us start a whole new week. And thanks for this virus. In Jesus' name, amen. So first is thank God for all things. And God is, when I was praying about how do I respond about the virus, you know, we all have different circumstances. We all have different experiences. I have a friend who's a doctor in New York City. People are dying every day and she's maxed out. Awesome lady. And that's a different experience than me. I'm with the Korean people. That's the last, they're not worried about the virus really, man. They got the Burma army every day hammering them. So they're not really worried about it. But we're all in different perspectives, different situations. And I said, God, what do I say if someone asks me about the virus? And I only got two things about it. And they see two things. Well, three. One, God is bigger than the virus. Number two, we don't want anybody to die. Even though we know we're going to one day, we want, don't want people to die of this, especially our loved ones. And then number three, God has an answer for each one of us how we should respond. If we all listen to God, we're going to get different answers. There'll be a harmony in these answers. So listen to God. He's bigger than the virus. 
He'll tell you what you need to do, not theoretically what someone else needs to do, what you need to do. And what that ER doc in New York needs to do is different than what I got to do right now. And speaking of right now, we have our, I'm in Thailand with my parents. My dad is 90. My mom is 88. My mom has diabetes and not bad, but she's got it. And they've been missionaries here 60 years. They came down to the beach. I was supposed to be in DC in some meetings right now. That all got canceled. So I was right away go, okay, I'm gonna go right back into Burma, man. That's what I do. I go on missions. And it's something niggled in me that, no, 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 you should go spend time with your parents. I was like, well, you know. Uh, and as I prayed with my team in Burma, they said, Dave, the fighting is never gonna stop here. Go be with your mom and dad. And that was hard to do because of duty, because I love those people, and because of pride. But I, you know, prayed about it and pushed the pride away. It's still, I love those people in duty. And I said, you guys tell me. And they said, go with your parents. Come here later. So I came down to southern Thailand. We're out on the beach. It's phenomenal. And we play football every day and go running and do whatever you want. And I'm with my, mom, my, my dad for walks every morning. Before I came down, I called him on the phone and said, you know, dad, I'm coming down. Some of our team's coming down. We, any of us could bring this virus that will kill you. And mom, are you sure? And he says, Dave, something's going to get you. And I'm 90 years old, and I'm not immortal. And if I die, with, because people I love came to see me, that's a good way to die. Come on down. So we're here. And we know this virus is deadly. And people have died by the thousands. We also know God is bigger. And we have things each of us need to do. So right now I'm here. And as I was here, I was talking with Chuck the other day, and he told me something that I said he should share. I don't know if he shared it yet, so I'm gonna share it for him. He said his mother was dying, and she's passed away now, of cancer. And he went and he just stopped everything for a month to be by her side. And he said, you know, it's hard to stop everything. And I think you guys can all relate to this. You guys are all in charge of something. And, and one is our sense of duty. And second is all our responsibility. And third is the real battle that God has called each of you and me to be in. It's not a joke. It's not just, it's, our pride is there, sure. But we got things to do, man. To stop and say, God, I give it all to you. What do you want me to do? And Chuck was told, go be with your mother. And wow, that convicted me. I thought, do I have that kind of humility? Do I have that kind of ability to obey? But what a precious thing to be with your parents, especially at those last moments. And so I just wanted to share that as an example that affected me um, to maybe God first and everybody else next and your mission and all that after that. God's going to keep it all together. So those are the main things I wanted to share. And don't be afraid. Don't operate out of fear or pride or comfort. And I think that's my main message for tonight. Uh, Chuck and Jeff, Steve, and the singing dude. Um, thank God you couldn't hear me. I didn't even, you said that's an, that's an old song, dude. I'm so out of it. That's a new song. But thank you for leading us bravely. Thanks, Thank you. <laughs> yeah, that is a new song. <laughs> I, I've heard <laughs> it once or twice. on the old guys. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm sure we've got some younger people on who know that song. But uh, anyway, it was, it was great. Uh, and, uh, you know, I saw a, a movie, the last movie that my mom saw before she died. And the last movie I saw in the uh, in the stu in the uh, cinema was the Free Burma Rangers movie that just came out about Dave Eubank and his family. 
And uh, let me just put it this way, guys, if you haven't seen it, it's the best movie I've seen since Gladiator. And that's saying something. So it, you've got to get this movie. You can get it on Amazon. You can get it on, uh, uh, well, there's a couple different sites. But uh, I think that uh, Paul actually shared it in the chat, uh, shared the link in the chat. Look, don't rent it, just buy it because you're going to want to watch it over and over again and you're going to want to show it to your friends and family. It is so powerful. It's such a good flick. Uh, definitely go, go watch that. And uh, Dave, you've got a new book coming out here shortly, don't you? Yeah. And as a graduate at Texas A&M, you know, it's I'm pretty hopeless. But it's called Do This for Love, Freedom Rangers and the Battle of Mosul. And it'll come out July 14th in some form in the U.S. And it's our story. And it's our saying, God, thank you. This is what we saw. So we, we saw you do through us in spite of us. And there's a lot of lessons I learned in that Battle of Mosul, but the, the two biggest ones, the two biggest gifts I personally got in the Battle of Mosul was one, to love the Iraqis. I love these people. And I didn't think about them. I made fun of them, man. When I was with the Peshmerga on Sinjar with you, Chuck, and then Bashika Frontline, and in that initial attack, October 2016, to put Aisha's out, we just laughed about the Iraqis. That's pathetic. I'm a missionary. That's horrible. But that's what I did. And then I'm with them. And I remember this General Mustafa, he said, as the battle went on, we got closer. He said, Dave, I prayed to God to save my country and to save us from ISIS. And I needed help. And God sent me the two worst things, an American Christian, you. And so to love the Iraqis, which is a huge gift that I love to this, I love them to this day, generally and specifically. And the second thing I learned, which is in the book, is there's a difference between revenge and justice. And this is the difference. When you care about somebody, and if you don't, you can ask God to help you care, then when they've done wrong and they need to be punished so they'll change, it's all wrapped up in love. And when it's wrapped up in love, that punishment is not revenge. It's, they, they may not accept it, but it's given in love, and they have a chance to change and start anew. But when someone's hurt you and you're furious and you don't love them anymore or never did, that is not going to be justice. It's going to be revenge. And the problem with that is what you reap, what you sow. So you throw love out, it grows 10 times as much. You throw revenge and hate out, it grows. And it comes back and gets you. So one of the, the most powerful experiences I had of Jesus was after one battle against ISIS, we won. We killed them. And then we thought it was over and we made friends with the family and they killed this little girl. And I became friends with that little girl. And that was it. And it wasn't the first kid I saw killed. I saw lots killed. But that snapped something inside me. And I remember thinking, I'm going to share the love of Jesus, get food and water. We're going to hunt down and kill every one of these guys. Not because I'm super in anything. I just can't live with myself. And I prayed that night, show me the truth. The next morning, I, I put my finger on the Kindle Bible. It was, revenge belongs to me. Vengeance is mine, says the Lord, three times. And I said, oh, Jesus, what I call justice was revenge. I give up revenge. And it was like a 2,000 pound weight left my shoulders, but I didn't know I was carrying it, which is the worst kind of sin. I had no idea. And I thought, wow, that is a supernatural power of Jesus. One, to forgive me. Second, to perform surgery and set me free again. So I just wanted to say that because one is about loving people that you didn't love. That's Jesus' gift to you. Second is knowing the difference between revenge and justice. And love is the difference. So thanks, Chuck, for 
given me an opportunity to share all that and all y'all cool guys that 